unregulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards, and I am so glad you're joining us on the program today. Coming up in a matter of moments, Rick Hector's going to join us, Detroit firearms instructor. He has an amazing event that's going to be taking place uh, really in just a few weeks. And if you are a firearms instructor... You want to be a part of this incredible event? Rick could certainly use your help. We'll uh, get to that uh, in just a moment. Also coming up on the uh, program today, we've got our uh, good deed of the day, our recidivist report, uh, and of course, uh, our armed citizen story as well. But, you know, uh, Detroit, like a lot of cities around the country right now, I mean, they're watching their crime rate increase. Violent crime is on the upswing. Uh, the pro Second Amendment police chief, uh, Chief James Craig, actually recently stepped down. The rumors that he's going to be running for governor as a Republican uh, in the state of Michigan, I'm not a Michigan voter, but I got to say, I really, really like that idea. I've had the opportunity to speak with uh, Chief Craig on multiple occasions, and um, I think he's got some very, very smart ideas when it comes to uh, ensuring that the average resident of Detroit can actually protect themselves because uh, the violent criminals don't seem to care much about what the gun control laws might be, either at the federal or the state level. Uh, and uh, Chief Craig has said that uh, he believes that every citizen should be able to uh, carry a firearm for self-defense if that's what they choose to do, so, if that's what they choose. Um, I like that attitude. I think we need more of that attitude. Rick Hector has that same attitude. Not only does he believe that uh, people should be able to carry a firearm in self-defense, he actually helps teach folks how to safely and responsibly do so. But uh, coming up here in a few weeks, Rick's got a more basic introduction to firearms. Uh, and now what's special about this event is the size and the scope of what Rick Hector is hoping to do. And rather than spoil his surprise, I'm going to let him tell you all about it. Take a look and a listen. Rick Hector, thank you so much for coming on the program, sir. It's great talking with you today. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you got some big news here. Uh, you know, e each and every year, Rick puts on an event. Generally, historically, I think around Mother's Day weekend, uh, where you try to train up hundreds of, of women. But this year, you're, you're going big. We got a, 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 a new weekend for this, but we've also got a new goal, as I understand it. Yeah. Uh, last year, uh, with all the things that were going on, you know, I was pleasantly surprised that we had uh, just over... 1,900 women take us up on our, our event that we put on to teach them basic fundamental firearm safety and how to shoot. And uh, I thought, hey, go for the go for the moon, man. We're shooting for 4,000 uh, women trained, you know, over a two-day weekend coming up on uh, August 21st through the 22nd, which is a Saturday and Sunday, simultaneously at two different ranges. Man, that is huge. Fourth, I mean, first of all, the fact you got 1,900 people last year with all of the pandemic craziness and stuff. I mean, that's incredible. So clearly the demand is there. Uh, but if you're doing this at two different ranges over the course of a weekend, obviously there's no way that you, Rick Hector, can personally train 4,000 women. So you, 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 you need some help, right? You've got, uh, you've, you've got a need for some warm bodies and some fire instructors. Absolutely, man. This event is, is pretty much powered by the free uh, generosity and goodwill of local firearms trainers who volunteer to staff the event. And uh, there's a growing army of people 
firearms trainers that I know from uh, my uh, forays into Second Amendment events who are coming in from out of town, man. So uh, I'm importing help. You know, if you're a firearms trainer and you can't think of a, a more rewarding way to spend the weekend and training uh, women how to safely load, discharge a firearm, give them a free range safety briefing, by all means, come on and join me in Detroit, man. We're going to have a great time. I think this is fantastic. So how, how can folks find out more information about this, Rick? Uh, I, you know, I always tell people to Google me, man. You know, I, I still have a uh, presence on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Michigan CCW, which will take you to my business page, Rick's Firearm Academy of Detroit. Uh, I will have information on that page for and people who are instructors or range safety officers that wish to join us. Let me tell you, it is among the most rewarding things that I've done in my life. And volunteers and people that participate in the event, they always enjoy themselves. They feel good when they leave and they make promises to come next year. Well, I mean, you and I have talked about, we, I, I try to have you on the program before and after each and every one of these events because we want to publicize it, but we also want to talk about that experience that you just mentioned. And you, correct me if I'm wrong, but but have you not had people who have gone through this course and have eventually gone on to become firearms instructors themselves? Yeah, I mean, there's a wide a variety of, of experiences, man. People who are anti-gun and they tagged along with a family member because they were visiting from out of town and didn't want to stay home all day, cooped up. So they tagged along and, and they participated in the event and they found out that they enjoyed it and they're going to explore it uh, further. Uh, we have people who are uh, concealed carriers who have their permits from their respective state. They come in and they participate in the program and it gives them much needed practice. You know, with the ammunition shortage that we're experiencing in different uh, parts of the state and across the country, it gives you an opportunity to shoot on me. I'll definitely have ammo and I want to give a big thank, thanks to Phoenix Ammo who donated uh, 80,000 rounds of ammunition so that we could train 4,000 women across two days. And then, of course, we have people who are, are very adept at using a firearm and, you know, just going to come to the event and just experience the whole uh, event and meet other people, like-minded folks. It's a great networking opportunity as well. So it's win-win all over the place, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that the demand, I mean, even, even with you training those 2,000 women last year, you know, the demand has got to be through the roof right now. We just saw this poll out of uh, Detroit showing that uh, crime is a major concern for residents. Only about 3% of respondents, I think, uh, felt like uh, the police department should be defunded. Uh, and I believe it was something around eight times as many respondents said, we actually need more law enforcement there. Um, while while the politicians are, you know, bickering and dithering over what to do about violent crime, we know that it's up to us to be able to protect ourselves and the people that we love. And I think more and more Americans, including, as you say, you know, folks who were anti-gun last year may have a much more open mind about owning a firearm for personal safety this year because they see what's going on in their neighborhoods and, and they realize, OK, you know what? These gun control laws, they're not working. I want to be able to make sure that that I'm protected, that my family's protected uh, in case one of these, you know, uh, a criminal shows up at my door at two o'clock in the morning. Hey, I'm a huge fan of law enforcement. I would never call for defunding 
uh, men and women of blue who uh, patrol and protect our community, man. But, uh, you know, they can't be everywhere. And yes, across the country, we're experiencing uptick in violent crime. And this region is uh, no different than any other place. If you are concerned about violent crime, for sure, definitely uh, make plans to contact them. But if they can't get there uh, in time, you know, it's a good thing to actually have a plan to have a firearm and a uh, uh, a plan to how you're going to protect yourselves, your, your loved ones and your children, man. So, yeah, I'm a huge supporter of the Second Amendment. Protecting your home is is sacred, and uh, for that matter, anywhere you may legally be, man. So, yeah, hopefully, people who partake in this event, they'll you know explore uh, gun rights, gun ownership, and uh, getting their carry permit. And if they decide it's not for them, well, it's a good thing for them to, to discover that, and then they can put their thinking caps on and make another plan. Absolutely. Liz, I'm sure the 1900 people that you put through that uh, course last year, maybe, you know, two or three of them said, eh, this isn't for me. But uh, I'm guessing the vast majority of those who uh, who avail themselves of this opportunity walked away uh, feeling more confident in themselves, uh, certainly having a, a greater appreciation, uh, even if they're complete newbies uh, to gun ownership, they've got a greater appreciation and they've got the fundamentals of what it takes to be a responsible gun owner. I mean, listen, this is not a uh, you know, a, 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 a four day trip to gun site we're talking about here. Uh, but this right, is the right. the right. This is I wish I, I know you wish you could do that. Uh, put four thousand right. people through, you know, a multi-day course. But this does give them the basics and an introduction to gun ownership that they can then bring forward. Because hopefully this is the first step in their training, not the last step. Oh, yeah, man. You know, this. You know, it's like Alice in Wonderland, man. How far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? I really do appreciate Rick Joyce on the program. Looking forward to having him back again uh, before this event takes place August 21st through the uh, 22nd. Uh, and again, Michigan CCW on Facebook. That's how you can find Rick. I didn't say anything to Rick. Rick and I, if you if you watch this program on a, on a regular basis, you might remember the last time that Rick was on this uh, program. I said that my next road trip would be to Detroit, Michigan. I haven't taken any road trips since then, and I'm not technically taking a road trip to uh, uh, Houston in early September for the National Rifle Association's annual meeting. I'll be flying there. I am trying to figure out how it is I can get up to Detroit August 21st and 22nd. I'm supposed to be doing some uh, fill-in radio work, uh, so that might delay my my travel. Can I get back in time uh, for that Monday next Monday morning radio show? I don't know. I'm still working through it. I'm trying to mentally arrange an itinerary so I could get to Detroit because I would love, I've covered this event for the last 10 years. I've never actually had a chance to be a part of it in person. And it really is truly extraordinary what Rick is doing and these volunteer instructors. Uh, and, and, you know, again, 1,900 women last year. 4,000 seems like a really big goal. But if anybody can do it, I know that uh, Rick Hector. He's the guy. All right, let's get to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We will start there with a story out of North Carolina. Two deputies, uh, or excuse me, deputies charged two in a weekend shooting. Uh, one individual still at large in this event. Uh, this is from the uh, Richmond Observer in uh, southeastern North Carolina. Uh, deputies basically responded to a shots fired call. Saturday afternoon, they found a 35-year-old in a yard with multiple gunshot wounds. 
He was uh, airlifted to an undisclosed hospital. He is expected to survive. Uh, investigators obtained warrants for Larry Donald Williams III and Devin McQuan Douglas, both of them 21 years of age, both from Rockingham, North Carolina. Douglas was arrested in court on Monday when he showed up for unrelated charges. He's now charged with attempted murder, shooting into an occupied dwelling, and possession of a firearm by a felon. Online records show that he was appearing in court on a felony charge of breaking and entering to terrorize or injure, as well as misdemeanor charges of injury to property and communicating threats. Douglas uh, was on parole, but that ended in April of this year. Back in 2018, Douglas was convicted of assault with deadly weapon with intent to kill, which resulted in a prison stay of less than four years. Less than four years behind bars for an assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill. Now, I'm not an attorney. That sounds a lot like attempted murder to me. And less than four years in prison. The Richmond Observer says that Douglas was first convicted of conspiracy to commit robbery with a dangerous weapon in 2017 and was given probation. And then the following year, when he uh, is charged with assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill, his probation's revoked, and again, I believe a really light sentence. Quickly put back out on the streets, probation over in April. Here we are in July, and now he's facing uh, more felony charges: attempted murder, shooting in an occupied dwelling, in possession of a firearm by a felon. I'd love to say that that's going to be enough to uh, keep Mr. Douglas, who again is 21 years old. That's it, 21. I'd love to say that there's recent charges. If Douglas is convicted, and I keep him behind bars for a lengthy, prolonged period of time. I don't know that that's the case. And frankly, he's probably going to get another plea deal. Probably going to get another slap on the wrist. Probably going to be sent to prison for a brief stay and will quickly be returned to the community. Uh, today's Armed Citizen story from the Washington Post of all places. Boy, I know that that pain to the reporter having to write an armed citizen story. Homeowner shoots and killed armed man in Woodbridge. So this is Northern Virginia, uh, south of D.C., Prince William County. This happened last Thursday about 1230 in the morning. The uh, homeowner, described by the Post as a 44-year-old woman, said that she was leaving her home when she saw a stranger who was wearing a mask and armed with a handgun coming towards her from the side of the house. The woman was also armed. She shot the man as he came towards the front door. When officers arrived, they found the man had a loaded handgun. He was taken to a hospital where he later died. The woman not injured. Uh, Prince William County Police said in a statement that detectives are trying to determine why the man was at the residence, said the incident does not appear to be random. Police also said after consultation with the Commonwealth's Attorney's Office, the shooting was ruled to be justified based on self-defense, and therefore no charges will be placed against the victim. The uh, armed intruder, the armed man, identified as 20-year-old Azur Laurent Smart of Triangle, Virginia, which is not too far away from Woodbridge. Uh, but police haven't said if there was any relationship between that man uh, and the 44-year-old woman, who, again, was able to act in self-defense, saving her life as she stepped out of her front door. Uh, and a story that, uh, you know, really has not gotten a lot of play. The Washington Post covered it. Briefly, and since then, there's really been uh, no coverage since. But uh, yeah, even even in Northern Virginia, where uh, anti-gun Democrats rule the roost, you still have people who are able to act in uh, self-defense, much to 
the Democrats' chagrin, I imagine. And uh, finally today, our good deed of the day from San Diego, California, where an off-duty Border Patrol agent in the right place at the right time will enable able to do the right thing to help detain a man. This from uh, Channel 10 News in uh, San Diego. This was a Monday afternoon. An off-duty officer, with the help of another off-duty officer, apprehended a man who was reportedly charging towards people with a knife in downtown San Diego. Actually, I say this happened yesterday. This actually occurred uh, back on July 19th, but the Border Patrol just now releasing details about this officer involved. Uh, the Border Patrol said an off-duty officer was acting with his girlfriend July 19th. It was about 7.30 in the evening when he saw a man reportedly slashing a knife through the air towards people. Border Patrol agent helped clear the area. His girlfriend called 911. The agent then drew his personally owned firearm and identified himself as law enforcement before instructing the man to drop the knife and ignored the request, according to the Border Patrol. That's when another law enforcement officer, also off duty, stepped in, helped the agent. Uh, and the side of, I guess, these two law enforcement officers uh, got through the thick skull of the uh, knife wielding individual who complied. Both off duty officers detained the man until the uh, San Diego police arrived. Chief Patrol Agent Aaron Heike says, as sworn public servants, Border Patrol agents are never really off duty. This agent's actions embody Customs and Border Patrol core values, vigilance, integrity, and service to country. I'm proud of his bravery and composure under pressure. Uh, and absolutely, again, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. And thankfully, he was present because in San Diego, there aren't many armed citizens around. San Diego is one of those counties in uh, California where self-defense is not seen as a valid reason to be issued a concealed handgun permit. You have to prove that you're special. You have to prove that you're unique uh, because the average citizen under California law does not possess the right to carry a firearm in self-defense. So if these off-duty officers were not there, there may not have been any uh, armed presence to prevent that crime from escalating further. We could change that, of course, if we change California's carry laws. That is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the show as always. Don't forget to check out the website throughout the day, bearingarms.com. It's where you'll find the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. You can also become a VIP subscriber to Bearing Arms. Just go to bearingarms.com slash subscribe, easily enough. Uh, use the promo code GUNS, G-U-N-S. Get 25% off of your VIP membership. That's going to give you exclusive commentary, analysis, news stories, and more. And you'll also be supporting programs like this each and every day. We certainly do appreciate your support. Have yourself a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here tomorrow, roughly the same time. I mean, it's on demand, so, you know, whatever you want to watch, I guess. Roughly the same time for me putting the show together. Anyway, <clears throat> I digress. Have a great rest of your day. Until we talk again, be well, be safe and be free.